Hi, I'm Renee Summer, our digital news anchor here at 7 at 7. Watch our streaming nonstop newscast immediately with your mobile phone. 7 at 7 is the new way for you to get every bit of local news you need in just seven minutes. Breaking news, local neighborhood news, weather and sports are just a click away. Reporters bring you all of what's happening in the Valley. From Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, YouTube and more. Get every bit of local news you need from the RJ and LVRJ.com. Welcome to the Raiders Press Pass, your credential to all things silver and black. So, uh, kind of like what we said yesterday, um, just kind of a, a grinded out type of a game. Um, <clears throat> thought we got. Some critical plays in each phase wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, I thought we got off to a decent start. And then, um, you know, after Dylan's injury, um, you know, we kind of were shuffling again inside and um, really, you know, had a, had a hard time, harder time blocking them in the second half there and really trying to establish ourselves at the line of scrimmage. And, um, you know, they got some pressure on us in the pocket too, so... Um, didn't really get a lot of rhythm and positive plays in the second half. And we're fortunate that we were able to put together the two-minute drive there at the end uh, to tie it. Um, defensively, I thought, <clears throat> got off to a decent start again. And then, um, you know, better in pass defense, certainly, than, than we were in a run game. Um, you know, and so we're going to have to, you know, certainly things to look at and fix and try to shore up for ourselves. Um but I thought we, you know, try to do a decent job of playing down there in the red zone. Um, you know, we're able to, to create some long-yarded situations during the course of the game, get off the field. I thought our third down defense I thought was pretty good. Um, and then in the, the kicking game, which we knew this was going to be a huge challenge, um, I was proud of the effort um, and also the execution of some of the things we were trying to do. I thought A.J. had a really good day. Um, really gave him one ball to return um, there. I want to say it was in the second quarter, maybe late in the first quarter. Just really the one ball that he had a chance to return, uh, and he brought it back maybe 15 yards. Um, but I thought we covered decent. I thought he punted really well. Um, we tried to really limit you know, Marcus Jones' ability to impact the game, and <clears throat> I thought for the most part our guys did a good job there. And I thought you know we did a we did a decent job of trying to create some field position on the kickoff return. Amir ran well. Um, you know we I thought other than the the one we had the penalty, uh, we we gave ourselves a chance to have some good field position. So really battled them in the kicking game, which we knew was going to be a challenge. So uh, at the end of the day, it comes down to you know turnovers. You know kind of ended up even at the end of the day on it, and then situational football. Um, you know. We were able to put it in the red zone and keep them out and um, obviously be able to stop them in the four-minute defense, get the ball back, and then able to put together a two-minute drive there to tie it. So uh, all those things are huge, you know, and they ultimately, um, you know, create the result. Uh, so fortunate enough that we made just enough plays to win. <clears throat> when you get uh, to the point where you guys were at guard, uh, a couple of guys yeah. that, you know, hadn't been playing that position or yeah. been in the building, yeah. frankly, uh, does that have to be managed sometimes with your play calling? Yeah, it does. And, um, you know, you never want to say that it's okay to punt the ball on offense. I mean, uh, as being an, you know, a former offensive coordinator and somebody who's obviously 
very, um, you know, involved in that side of the ball. Um, but, you know, there are times where the game dictates that, you know, you got to be smart, you know, versus, you know, trying to do too much. So, um, you know, I thought those guys battled their butt off, you know, and, um, you know, we certainly that that was not the only reason why we didn't, you know, have more success as the game goes on. And again, they deserve a lot of credit. That's a really good front. Obviously, it's great, really good defense, um, you know, but yeah, it's a it's a, you know, communication I thought was OK. I thought just in general terms, you just got to be be smart with what you're attempting to do there. Um, you know, you got to you got to know who you know, who you're out there with and how long they've been here, like you said, and uh, what their limitations might be. Josh, you guys had a lot of penalties yesterday. Do you think, kind of, you mentioned offensive line having some rotation and Aaron and kind of being out there for the first time in a while, do you think all the moving parts on offense contributed uh, to that at all? Or? Uh, there's really no excuses to Sean. I mean, we all know the snap count, you know. Um, you know, to, to have, to be having those types of issues now. Um, and, again, we've had some cleaner games recently, um, you know, and, and then all of a sudden to have as many as we did yesterday hurt us the way that they did and put us in long yardage, you know, that I don't, there's no excuses for those. Um, you know, we, we need to be able to go out and call a play in the huddle and, you know, break the huddle and get the line of scrimmage and, you know, snap the ball without penalty before the, the play clock's down. So, um, no, there's just, you know, we can't, we can't do that, you know, not, not, not in consistently play good offense. You talk about the process a lot, Josh. So when you're 14 games in and that is happening, how does the process deal with that? Well, first of all, it doesn't happen every game, you know, so it just isn't something that's like, you know, it's happening every week. But, you know, it, you know, for me, if it happened in week one, I would be pissed. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's not something where it, you need, you know, 12 games to fix it. You know, the reality is, is it's a fundamental aspect of playing offense, defense or special teams is playing without committing penalties. And so, you know, we've talked a lot about. You know, it's hard to win until you stop from losing, and penalties obviously are a way for you to hurt yourself and your team. So, um, you know, we don't coach them. You know, we're going to continue to coach the right techniques. Um, we harp on that. You guys obviously saw us running laps and all that kind of stuff in training camp. So, um, you know, that doesn't stop. So um, we just got to go back to, you know, the fundamental part of, you know, executing the snap and not committing a foul prior to it. And, um, there's no shortcut to it, though. Josh, you had mentioned, um, you know, being able to have Darren and Hunter at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. um, so it looked like maybe the, the snap counts were being managed throughout mm -hmm. the game. Uh, is that something that you guys can? Yeah, it should on? change. Yeah, I mean, it should change. I mean, I was sensitive to it a little bit yesterday, um, you know, and, and also I think, like I said, I think Foster and, and Keelan and those guys, and you guys have seen them all, um, they, they've, they've earned the right to be in there too, you know, different roles and different things. So, uh, th those guys all do different things well, you know what I mean? And they're not all the same player. So, um, you know, we definitely were, were kind of keeping uh, uh, track of that. You know, obviously Hunter handled the returns yesterday, and I thought he did a decent job there of creating some field position. You know, had a big third down catch. Darren made a couple big plays, obviously, in the passing game. And you're hoping that we can now progress that as we move forward. Yesterday after the game, you said you know, that was the most insane ending that you've ever dealt with. You know, after a game like that, like how much is like the traction? I guess from your inner circle, people that are just like, man, like that that game was crazy. Like how does that how does that work in your life? Yeah, it's just I mean, probably the same way it worked in your life. I mean, I don't know. There's people texting you, and um, you know, I mean, 
I have I have friends and family that obviously, you know, um, thought that that was just about what it was crazy, you know, and um, so um, I don't, you know, look, we didn't we didn't do a whole lot other than take advantage of uh, something that were you know was presented to us in that last you know situation. So um, I don't want to take too much credit for that. Uh, you know, we we're trying to hopefully go to the overtime is what we're trying to do. And so I uh, thought Chandler made a, you know, a really good individual play at the end of the game. Um, but, yeah, relative to uh, communication and all that stuff after the game, I'm sure it was very much like you guys. Like, yeah. Holy cow. Sorry. Uh, any kind of an update on Dylan Parham and maybe the availability of Alex Barton? Um, no, no, I would say nothing in concrete yet. But, uh, you know, hopeful that, you know, we got a chance. Um that's probably the best I can do right now. Um, you know, the fact that it's a little bit of a shorter week, you know, doesn't necessarily help us. But um, I know, I know both those guys are really tough, and I know that they're going to do everything they can do to help us if they can. So uh, that's all we can ask of them. Defensively, over the last month, the run fits have been really good. Yesterday, uh, they took advantage of you a little bit in that department. Yeah. Is that a matchup thing, or was there something you guys maybe didn't do? No, I, I mean, yeah, yeah they, you give them credit again. They did a good job of, of creating some space in there for Stevenson, and I thought, you know, I thought he ran well. I don't think we tackled particularly well necessarily on, on some of those. He gained some yards after contact. Um, but no, you know. We were trying to take, a, you know, away a few things in the passing game at times and then, you know, gave up some stuff in a running game. But we got to be able to play it better than what we did. Uh, there's no doubt about that. You know, that was it was too much and uh, too many big chunk runs for, you know, for us to be able to, you know, survive playing like that. So um, no question we're going to have to shore some things up there. Guy you've given a lot of praise to throughout the season has been, you know, Meek Robertson. You know, obviously, other than the penalty, how would you evaluate his game and how he played yesterday? Yeah, I thought he was competitive, you know, and, um, you know, they challenged him a handful of times down the field. Uh, and Amik, uh, you know, was kind of right there, sticky, and made a couple of plays on the ball, knocked a couple out. Um, you know, they had the one on the sideline there that we, we challenged and got overturned. Uh, but, you know, Amik does what he always does. He plays hard. He competes hard. Um, he tries to do his job the best of his ability. And, um, you know, like like all of our guys in the secondary, we, we have a younger group, you know, and so we really need to do a good job of, of being consistent and playing with good technique because um, I think they're all learning. Like the minute you take a playoff, you know, from, from doing the right thing is when you give up opportunities. So, uh, and it doesn't it doesn't take good quarterbacks long to find those, you know, when you do that. But I thought a meek battle for sure. Josh Luke Masterson does. I mean, he's a rookie, so he makes rookie mistakes, but he does a lot of the little things you can't teach that passion for football. Yep. What is it about him that you've seen and that he's earning more and more opportunities? Yeah, he, you know, he, he he works really hard. He's a young kid, but he doesn't prepare like a young kid. Um, he's got a maturity about him. I think he really pays attention to the veteran players that could show a player like him how to do it right, even if they're not necessarily – he has good guys in his room, obviously, with Denzel. But, you know, I, I think he pays attention to Duran. I think he pays attention to Max and Chandler. I, I think he pays attention to guys like that and um, just really approaches the week like a pro, like a veteran pro. And, Again, like you said, I mean, there's definitely things that Luke is going to be able to learn from and get better every week. But 
He studies hard. He prepares hard. He takes care of his body. He's out there every single day. He plays in a kicking game. He's tough. He'll tackle, uh, you know, and, he, and, he's, and he's smart. So, you know, he's got a lot going for him, and I think he really has a great mindset about how to approach his work, and I think that's showed in, in the more opportunities that he's gotten. It seems like every time you throw uh, Tyler Hall out there, he kind of responds accordingly. Um, is, is he starting to expand a little bit in, in terms of uh, his role and what you guys see in him? Yeah, I mean, he's he's obviously earned he, he's earned this um, with what he's done and, um, you know, really um, disciplined guy, scrappy, tough, uh, does his job the right way, sticks his nose in there, tackles, um, you know, and – I think he just, you know, he just continues to try to, you know, grow and as a player and um, really earn the opportunity that he's had, you know, playing inside as our nickel. So, um, you know, pleased with what he's done. And uh, again, like a lot of our young guys, has room to grow for sure. But um, you know, it, it hasn't been too big for him for sure. You know, he's got right in there and uh, he's played in some some critical situations. It's a day-by-day, game-by-game season, obviously. But with three games left, how do you keep yourself and, and the staff and the guys in that locker room from starting to look at playoff possibilities? You're, you know, the 11th seed, 17th get in. How do you kind of compartmentalize that and keep that as a goal, but at the same time don't make it the goal? Yeah. I think, I mean, first of all, it's confusing. You know what I mean? Second of all, uh, the, the one thing that we know we have to do in order to keep going, you know, is win. So – to focus on anything other than our singular goal each week of trying to beat the opponent that we have on the schedule is kind of a waste of time and energy, honestly. Um, you know, because we don't have any control over what everybody else does. We don't have control over all that stuff three weeks from now. So um, the best we can do, and I think our team understands that, you know, is just focus on what we have control over, which is our own preparation. And so um, we'll try to keep it there, you know, and, um, you know, and, and like I said, we, we understand the – uh, where we're at, you know what I mean? The ramifications of, of the, the long season, like every everything eventually will, will have an impact, you know, whether it happened in week two or week 13 or whatever. I mean, it'll all eventually tell the tale of your season and then, you know, uh, you know what happens, happens. But I think our team has had a great mindset for now for a while of just trying to focus on the one thing that we can control, which is this week. Somebody says, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> we just, I mean, the reality is, is until they tell us there's not, there is, you know. And so, um, you know, again, in order for us to, to maintain that positioning uh, and that mindset, um, you know, we have to do what we need to do ourselves this week uh, to prepare and try to go to Pittsburgh and play a really good team, you know, on the road. Uh, and, a, and I'm sure in a great environment and, and try to win one game, you know, so. We're going to continue to try to do that one time, one, one, one week at a time. Coons doesn't get a lot of burn defensively, but he came up with that big punt block right before halftime and allowed you guys to get points. How big was that and for him to be in that moment as well? Yeah, you know, and, and, and I know that they, they had a little bit of, I think it was some either some kind of a miscommunication relative to being some of them thought that the ball wasn't going to be snapped and then obviously the ball got snapped. So, I, I mean, I, I give credit to, to our guys for being ready to go, you know what I mean, even though there was some other stuff going on. Like, once he saw the ball get snapped, he just went and did his job, you know, and was fortunate to, I mean, have the opportunity presented to him, and he took advantage of it. So, um, Malcolm's really tried hard to improve in a lot of ways this, this, uh, this season. Uh, unfortunately for him, he's, you know, he's in a room with two guys that, you know, have, have played a lot of football, and Clee's got a different role than Malcolm. So, 
really those three guys kind of have managed a lot of that stuff. Um, but, you know, Malcolm's really been unselfish. He's played in a lot of kicking situations all season long um, and done a nice job for us. So, um, you know, it doesn't surprise me that he was ready to go and uh, look forward to continue to have him grow as he gets older here. Obviously that all worked out, but um, <clears throat> did you give any consideration to calling a timeout there? I did. Um, I wasn't, I didn't, I was not, uh, we actually, uh, we're going to ask the question. Um, they pumped the clock, um, you know, because the clock was getting low and then they did this and then, and then uh, they actually pumped the clock back up, which is why I think some of their guys were trying to get the, either the snapper or the punter or whatever to, to waste more time. You know what I mean? And so I was literally on the verge of doing this and then the ball got snapped. And so, um, you know, I'm not sure exactly what happened there with the, with why the, the, the play clock got pumped again. Um, and so I was, I was definitely on the verge of doing that when that happened. Um, such is life. <laughs> and then we had timeouts left. To, to Josh, when, you're in, when you're in week 16 with a short week, does it change practices? Obviously, at this point, they're extremely not very physical. Is it even less physical? Yeah. How does that change? Yeah, it's a little – this is a unique one. Um, you know, Monday night weeks early in the season, um, you know, you, you don't want to give away that third day of preparation. So when you play a Monday night we, – we never really even had one of these this year because our bye week came after a Monday nighter. So we really never had a six-day week. So – um, normally what you would do is, is Tuesday would be kind of like a combo Monday, Tuesday, and then you would start on the opponent on Wednesday. Um, this week, what we're going to do is, is kind of, it's going to be some kind of a hybrid between a, a Sunday game after a Monday nighter and a Thursday game. So we're going to, you know, take two days to, you know, recover, um, get a little bit of rest with the players, uh, get a great workout in with our condition, strength and conditioning staff. And then Wednesday we'll be in um, and have a, a more of a, let's just call it glorified walkthrough, jogthrough um, to get our preparation really underway for Pittsburgh. And then we'll practice Thursday and then we're going to leave Friday. So it's kind of a combo, if you will. This is the season you guys have rolled through 16 different offensive line combinations. I know you guys kind of planned. That much? <laughs> now you guys have planned to kind of have some rotation earlier season. I'm sure this is more than you. Yeah. Have you ever been in this kind of situation with offensive line and, and what's gone into keeping this unit one that could play at least at a, a functional level? Yeah. Um, have I ever been? I mean, I've definitely been into, into some situations where we've had injuries and things like that have bothered, you know, the camaraderie or the chemistry of the unit or whatever. Um, you know, <clears throat> I think that, you know, part of why we do what we do in the off season and in training camp in terms of m moving those guys around and making them play multiple positions is to prepare ourselves for things like this and tr try to improve the uh, the value of each player by having more versatility, you know, so that they're not just on the left, they might be on the right, and then now they're talking to the right tackle instead of left tackle and, and so on and so forth. I think all of that kind of plays into this. Um, credit Carmen and Cam. I think they've done a tremendous job. Uh, they don't flinch when things like that happen, and, and they got to do extra work to prepare our group to to get ready to go. I think credit goes to our our guys up front. You know, I mean, offensive linemen are resilient by nature. Um, you know, I think you just they just have that mentality about them. Uh, they kind of travel in packs. You know, to the lunchroom and to the training room, to the locker room, and 
the meeting room and all that. And um, they're kind of one group, band of brothers, if you will. And so um, I think that, you know, they deserve a lot of credit for being able to get in there and just, you know, compete, you know, and give our give our guys a chance. You know, that's what their job is, is to give the skill group an opportunity to make some plays, whether it's run or pass. Uh, and by and large, this year, they have done that. So it's usually at a, at a moment like that, at the crazy chaos at the end of a game, there's one joy sideline and one, you know, devastated. There's some entanglements, you know, kind of yesterday. So you had a moment with Mac Jones uh, at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. How difficult was that? Or, like, what was that kind of like to, to see what he was going through but also to be ecstatic about what happened on your side? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm overjoyed for our team. You know, that's the number one emotion I had. Um, I think you have respect, obviously, in every game that we've played this year. Uh, there's a winner and a loser, and you know you you respect the emotion that the other side is going through. Um, it doesn't take away from the joy you feel for your for your team, and for the players that you know played in our in our locker room. So um, I was, like I said, really overjoyed for our guys, happy for the uh, the way that the game ended for them, um, but respectful of obviously the the other side. You know what I mean? So. Um, Max a great kid I, I've said that before and um, you know just you know he fought his butt off all day and gave him a chance to win and uh, it didn't work out for them but um, that's just you know private communication obviously between two people that know each other I mean I, I saw a bunch of them after after the game obviously on the field and um, you know like I said those are a lot of relationships that'll last long beyond football you never taught him to tackle <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why quarterbacks aren't in those tackling drills. Um, you know, that's a tough position to be put in, obviously. Um, you know, as we get into it here, I just would say just you know, it, there's a few things that they would do differently based on who the quarterback would be. You know what I mean? So um, you know, it's not the first time we will have dealt with this. Uh so we'll you know, we'll make sure we know the things that one could, you know, could possibly do that maybe the other one won't do, um, you know, as we go through it and then try to present that information on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to the guys. But, um, you know, I, that's this time of the year. I'd say it happens every single week, sometimes not at quarterback, obviously. But, you know, like you're getting ready to play last week and there was a whole bunch of guys in the injury report. So you gonna are you gonna are you gonna see Myers? Are you not gonna see Myers? Are you gonna see Stevenson? Are you not gonna see Stevenson? So, I mean, it basically happens every week once you kind of start playing because you know everybody's pretty banged up at this point. That's all set. Good to go. Thanks for listening to the Raiders Press Pass. For all things silver and black, download the Raiders app and visit Raiders.com. The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation.